Okay, we're just gonna do silence. For Is the that yeah? This? We're just gonna. Yeah. Well, nothing new's really happening in our lives, guys. So you are gonna be greeted with silence, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my god. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Skylar and I have a TikTok account. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And Skylar, you should be following it. So you should be following. Um. So last night, I posted a little TikTok from our last episode. We were talking about Chris Evans Uh and his birth chart, and I posted it. And I went to bed, (laughs) and I didn't check it again until the next morning. And I woke up, and the first thing I see. Is we had 99 plus notifications. Uh, we had like 33k views on it. Yeah. And then like, how many likes was it at that point? Oh, I don't know. Under a thousand. We it was a couple on. hundred. Yeah. Yeah. And then now it has like... 72. 78. Or s- what? Or 72? Is it 70? 73. I can't remember. I'm a little bit Skylar. bad with numbers. And I'm I think it's 73 that. something thousand. And then we have like 15k likes. Yeah. So. And we thank got you guys. we got like 300 <laughs> followers. Yeah. And so like new people, thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Yeah, we're so happy. We you're hope here. you stay. Um, um. I guess we should reintroduce ourselves for all the new people. Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About It. <laughs> I'm Skylar. And I'm Emily. Thank you so much to whoever followed us, watched our video, liked our video, commented on our video. The comment section is pretty hilarious. Um, it's just so crazy. We had something like this happen with one of our WandaVision TikToks, and they got like 25,000 views, and we were like, this is insane! Yeah. And then like this happened, and it's just, it doesn't matter how many times it happens, it's still like absolutely blows my mind every time well, we're so. also like this is insane when we have like 200 likes and like yeah a thousand views like to get yeah. like 70 times as many views it's, it's like so crazy crazy to us so little old us little old us we're just you know we're we're just you know it makes me so happy thinking about it. i know so thanks for the support you guys really appreciate it we put a lot of effort into this so we it's do. good to see it pay off. <laughs> we put more effort into it than we do our school. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. So we're thinking about doing a part two to that episode in the near future. Mm-hmm. Not yeah, too near. A lot of but... people were suggesting other celebrities that we didn't yeah. cover. So we think, might as well give the people what they want. Yeah, give the people. <laughs> well, I was going to say, because that's what we really do is we just talk about what the world is talking about usually yeah. and by the world i mean the fun part mm-hmm. um so if there's anything you want us to talk about let, let us, us know. know on our social medias but today <laughs> today emily and i are pursuing the second movie in our <laughs> overrated movies series this week we are talking about pulp fiction dun 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 honestly that's how i felt going into this yep because one Quentin Tarantino. Barf. <laughs> Two. I have a really funny story with this movie. Um, guess how many times I've started this movie and then stopped watching it at the same exact scene? Three. 
It's three. Yep, I did three the same times, thing. Three different people have tried to get me to watch this movie, and every single time I stopped watching it at minute 21, and I know it's minute 21 because I remember the last thing that happened was when Samuel L. Jackson, Jackson, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson, he plays Jules in this movie, yeah. shoots that random guy for the briefcase, or like for the foot massage. I couldn't really follow it, honestly. Who does he shoot? In the car? No. That's no, ter- and the, that's, that's the end. The other guy, else the other guy does that. Oh, in the apartment? John Travolta. The, the, the apartment? apartment, yeah. Yeah. With the, brief, with the briefcase. The first, basically the first scene after the diner with the two robbers. Yeah, With yeah, Honey yeah. Bunny and... And... Other Ringo? guy. I don't know. <laughs> no, I that's, what, that's what Jules calls him, but I forget what his actual name is. It doesn't like, matter. his character name was. It, it doesn't does matter. matter. Because here's the thing about this. <laughs> the first hour and the last hour of the movie oh, the don't same. matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the least interesting part. I think... Yeah. I, I also have never seen past a certain point in this movie mm-hmm. i had never seen past when um butch and marcellus get like kidnapped get like taken yeah. into like the basement with those guys and they're gagged i'd never seen what happened after they got they were just like sat in the chair don't you wish you kind of never did yes i do yeah you got way farther in the movie than i did though oh, yeah, i had yeah. no idea about the butch plot line oh, i had no yeah, idea right. i'd never seen the uma thurman part either oh, which so in crazy. the grand scheme of things i've only seen the most irrelevant part of the movie yeah so of course like you'd stop especially yeah. if you're doing it again and it's funny how my perception of this movie and like john travolta and samuel l jackson's roles are known to be so iconic and uma thurman's role Yes, But yeah. in the plot, like, they're probably the lead... Like, especially Vincent and his yeah. plotline with Mia Wallace is so yeah. irrelevant once you get into, like, the actual, like, briefcase, butch, boxing part of the movie with Marcellus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree. But I think I think the whole point... Well, okay, I don't know the, the whole point, but... Oh. What helps what helps me understand why the movie is the way it is yes. is because they have that definition of pulp right before right. the movie starts and it's like it's like the fucking shit an orange makes or whatever and then or like the paper whatever and then it it's also what like a bunch of like magazines or something mm-hmm. like diff- it's like zines right so like that's what all the plot lines are and it's, it's very much broken up like that like when you get the titles of like Vincent and Mia are like the Bonnie situation or mm-hmm. or all of that stuff. But yeah, I'd I'd always I'd always really remembered um John Travolta stick like stabbing um Uma Thurman with the adrenaline in her heart. Like oh my I've God. always remembered that scene. I never wasn't seen it, that. Wasn't it so intense? It's too much. And like this movie really didn't have to be that violent, and it was <laughs> violent. No, it's so and so, it's so graphic. Yeah. The part where they like show her like we're gonna have to put a trigger warning on this, but when we show they yeah. show her like vomity, bloody face when she's yeah, like she, overdosing. She had OD'd and she had vomit and she had a bloody nose. Yeah. yeah. When they had it on the screen for a solid like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. I was like, ugh. And no, they're like gross. the needle and the needle yeah. getting plunged into her it's... chest and they were like talking about it. He was like, You have to get it through her breastplate. Yeah, I was yeah, squirming. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so bad. It was so awful. It was so awful. I think this falls under the category of if anyone remembers 
from like the, our first episode of this with Wolf of mm-hmm. Wall Street. I had like this article that I was quoting that a lot of the formula or like the themes of a lot of these film bros movies that we're calling overrated movies because whatever. Um, a lot of the themes is just like violence is fun and women are sexy. Yeah. And that when you get down to the meat and bones of this movie, a film bro can try and tell me and Skylar different. Yeah. I don't really care and nor do I really want to hear it because any, f- I don't know. Well, I guess we'd have to talk to Quentin Tarantino himself and ask him I refuse. what the nuance is. <laughs> but you know what? I don't want to because you know what I saw recently? I saw what? a TikTok of Quentin Tarantino doing an interview on the BBC and he said- Oh, that- about Kill Bill? Yeah. He said Kung Fu Panda was just like a ripoff of Kill yeah. Bill. I think Quentin Tarantino has genuinely, <laughs> genuinely thought that he's never had a bad idea in his life. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I think that really comes through in this movie because I saw an article, I, I don't remember it, I didn't mm. quote it or anything, cool, but cool. this guy was like, because the way I feel about this movie is putting aside Quentin Tarantino and like all the problematic <laughs> things in the script mm-hmm. it is entertaining surprisingly I didn't yeah. hate it and I thought I would I really thought I was going to hate it especially because it is so long this guy was like it's like what Taco Bell is to food like you don't it's not food but it's not <laughs> not food and it's good but it's not like a meal so I think yeah. he, he was like it's like he's trying to say, like, it's not a film. It's not a meaningful film, no matter how yeah. many people want to tell you it is, and no matter yeah. how Quentin Tarantino's going to talk about the structure of the story yeah, and, and all, yeah. the meaning of the dialogue, and, yeah. like, which yeah. the dialogue made me roll my eyes so like many times. Like, the Ezekiel prayer and, yeah. like, that whole thing, and, yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, a meaningful film, but it is entertaining, and the characters are interesting, and, like, I did find myself, like, interested, especially with Butch. I think Butch is probably the best part of the movie, and I think it's I weird agree. because I didn't even know that Bruce Willis was in this movie. Oh, that's right. Maybe that's, like, a fault, or maybe it's just, like, I don't well, know, maybe it, I don't listen it, enough. I feel but... like when people talk about it, most people are talking about Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta, and Uma Thurman, mm-hmm. and Bruce Willis kind of gets, if you're going to talk about the most iconic characters, yeah, it's those three. But then it's just funny, because... Literally, if you took Uma Thurman out of this movie, as good as her performance was, mm-hmm. it's the same movie. <laughs> yeah, nothing nothing really changes. Nothing really changes if you take her out of it. Like, I, yeah. I didn't get why, I still don't get why that part's in the movie. Just because she's, like, a beautiful just woman. Just to be sexy and, just like... Just to be sexy, yeah. Dr- do drugs. Just to be, like, a manic Be sexy, do girl. drugs. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> be sexy, do drugs... And hold a gun. Manic. And that's the movie. That's He's the whole se- movie. Be sexy. Do drugs. That's the movie. <laughs> Literally. It's so... Uh, so, okay. It's not the best. And no. a lot of things are pointless. The one thing that made me pause the movie and sort of just mm. like yell at my mom about... Mm-hmm. Um, my poor mom, who's just, like, trying to do a puzzle while I watch yeah, this movie. Um, Quentin Tarantino writes himself in as a character at the end of this movie as Jimmy. Yeah. And um, he is 
a horrible actor. It, he's just so awkward. Such a horrible actor. Quentin Tarantino's scene <laughs> in this movie played like a bad school project. I hated it. I hated it so much. And it's the way he's regarded as such like a... Maybe not so much anymore. I think a lot of people have realized he's kind, kind of, of full overrated of and kind yeah. of full of it. Yeah. Um, But I think he was really regarded as like one of the greatest minds in film. Yeah. Which, just... again, I don't get... Like, again, like, this movie is looked at <laughs> as, like, it's genius with its structure <laughs> and the storytelling. But, like, to me, it was interesting the way it was formatted. I don't think it was executed nicely at all. Like, I was very bored in the... Like I said, the first hour... It's so boring. I didn't get interested until there was that plot with Uma Thurman, and that was only because there had already been a conversation, like, setting up this kind of, like, tension with her character, with... The yeah. freaking feet. What? Oh, that's the foot my massage. other least favorite thing about Quentin Tarantino is his yeah. obsession with feet. Does he There's like have an obsession? Feet. Yes, he has like a it's foot a fetish, thing. and he writes it into all his movies. <sighs> and even though there weren't any feet in this movie, I don't remember if there. Oh no, I think no. She's barefoot her. when she, they dance. She takes off her shoes. Yeah. She's not wearing shoes ever, except for like when she's going somewhere. Right, but of course the whole like conflict with Marcellus and that guy who threw out the window was like yeah oh, he gave her a foot massage or at least he yeah. thought he gave her a foot massage like yeah and they had this whole conversation about like is a foot massage sexual and of and course Vince, yeah Vince we know like, that Quentin Tarantino thinks it is <laughs> that is so nasty I didn't know he actually had a foot fetish my favorite in like a really morbid way my favorite piece of um like pop culture like i guess trivia Mm -hmm. is that quentin tarantino and trisha paytas dated (gasps) but she was like super young i think she might have been 18 and like (gasps) super manipulative and abusive to her not that she's the greatest of our generations but i mean he still messed her up and he's really bad but Oh my god. I think he treated Uma Thurman really poorly on the set of Kill Bill as well. But that's just a that's just something that I've heard this is a legend. grapevine. Don't block So us I'm us. not sure, but I wouldn't put it past him. But I I asked my mom when I was watching it because she remembers like seeing the movie in uh, nineteen ninety four or whenever it came out and she was mm-hmm. like it was new for the time. Like no yeah. one had really done this kind of movie like for the time. And I was like Yeah. And she was like it's hard for, like, people watching it now to sort of understand that. And I was like, mm-hmm. but if we always have to watch a movie with that lens of, like, for the time this was so great and not add any sort of, like, knowledge we know now or see it through our lens, no one would evolve. So it might have been yeah. great and revolutionary in 1994, but we don't have to keep praising the shit out of it in 2021 if there are problems with it and if it's maybe not that good of a movie. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's a really good point to make that, like, if we, like, if everybody's like, but it's for the time. Okay, well, it's not the time anymore. Yeah. There's better movies out there. And, like, part of the reason Emily and I wanted to do this series because, like, <laughs> we're always being told, like, you have to watch this movie. It's the best movie ever. And if Again, you don't watch it, you yeah. don't get filmed. Yeah. Yes, I do. You just, like, don't <laughs> pick good movies. Okay, so, okay, I can't live without seeing Pulp Fiction and Wolf of Wall Street and fucking Fight Club. Okay, so let's watch them. Guess what? You don't have to see this movie ever in your entire life. You'll be fine. Just like Wolf of Wall Street. My life is not different now. Maybe it's worse a little bit. Maybe it's even a little bit worse. Because, okay. 
I want to I want to talk about um I just want to talk about that Butch and Marcella scene after they're fighting oh, and they go yeah. into that store and the guy's like no one Another fights in Another problematic store. part of this script. Yeah, and then they go to this basement. They have ball gags. And it's really freaky. And it's like this security guard and his friend Zed and like whoever the shop owner's name is. It was yeah. Is he a security guard or a cop? He, I couldn't tell. No, no, no. His I noticed it. His badge says security officer. Okay. So he's not okay. he's not a real cop. And it's really freaky and they they're like they're like go wake up whoever the name is of the person. I and think they they called it something weird. Something really I, weird. I don't even think I can say that word. No, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely like a bad word. I don't feel right saying it, so I'm not going to. No, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it either. But it made me. They basically th- have like a submissive. Yeah, yeah. Slave. It, ba- basically, it's they look like a sex slave, but they're yeah. all dressed in like leather, and they have like, like a, a leather cap suit. on and like a zipper over their mouth, like whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But they wake they wake this person up in like in like a cage. a cage, but a cage within like a box that you'd put on a ship. And, yeah. like, at that point, I was, like, I'm sick to my stomach. Oh, my God. I wanted to throw up. I'm literally so nervous and sick to my stomach. And I was, and like, like, what's happening? That's realistic, too, because I remember this video went viral <laughs> on Twitter where it was, like, technically an X-rated video, but, <laughs> like, there was no nudity or anything in it. Uh-huh. And it was, like... Uh, like sex slave submissive whatever and they yeah. were getting like they were like this guy like moves an ottoman and like uh-huh. uns like takes off part of his rug and then like takes off part of his floor and then like <gasps> pulls up like a cage and it's like just the size of the person's body and the person gets in and they put the person in and they put the person underground and the carpet over it and then the ottoman over it and it was as just a, like as a claustrophobic person I literally could never. I literally could never. It means he's afraid of Santa Claus. Sorry, I'm watching Spongebob <laughs> right now. And, like, we're, we're not here to kink shame anybody. Like, you're into what you're into. But this was made... No, but made Emily and I are both this, claustrophobic. We're both claustrophobic. And also, like, the tone of this scene of this movie wasn't, so like, let's celebrate people's sexuality. Like, they no, were... They it was were not something, liberating in any way. No. Something really bad was going to happen to these people and something really bad did happen to Marcellus and then yeah. Butch got free and took a samurai sword to these people and then Marcellus was like mm-hmm. I'm gonna call my guys no one gets away with this um yeah I that was jarring and um I was like there might have been a reason why I always stop this movie right here I either got a bad feeling or someone yeah. with me was like maybe don't watch this yet <laughs> like turned it off yeah it's gross and like it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's I was like, why did too? It's did too far. Happen? Yeah, it's too far. And I get there's a lot of like films don't have a lot of boundaries and like people have a lot of problem with censorship. But like this was so completely unnecessary. What's and the point? It just he couldn't have like, written. What? It's just proof that Quentin Tarantino is a bad writer because he couldn't <laughs> have found any other way for Marcellus and butch to have to settle like, their problem been even any other way right okay like, no you had to go this route you had to okay. go person in a shipping container oh so you're just low like you're just skeevy. you were bored okay. you were you couldn't figure out any ideas so you were like he's just like sick <laughs> <laughs> like he just like enjoys it um 
So that happened. Also, this is just, this is random, but mm-hmm. remember in the diner scene with Vincent and Mia and they're in that car and their waiter comes by and like, oh yeah, takes their order. Was that Steve Buscemi? <laughs> what? <laughs> I oh, wrote it down in my notes. I was like, was that waiter Steve Buscemi? He kind of sounded like him, but he's wearing glasses and his head, his head was down the whole time. And then I was like, how old is Steve Buscemi? Like, in 94, like, was he young? Like, I, I couldn't remember. But I was like, I recognize that voice. It is Steve Buscemi. <gasps> oh my god, I knew it. I knew it. Oh my god, I freaking knew it. It is Steve Buscemi. I didn't catch that. I clocked that. Oh my god, I knew it. I clocked that right away. I know Steve Buscemi when I hear him. I was like, all those years of watching The Big Lebowski, I can recognize that voice (laughs) anywhere. Okay. Cool. I'm glad that's confirmed. Oh my god, real talk? That diner? Sick. I want to be in that diner so so bad. bad. I want to go there so bad. Hey, guess what? That diner reminds me of a diner at Disney World. Not a diner, but a restaurant. Okay. I literally thought that when I watched it. Okay, well, maybe we'll have to go to Disney World together, but only to that diner, and then we're going to leave. No. No rides. (laughs) No No rides. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to Disney World just for this one restaurant. No, that restaurant is so fun. It's, like, it's a little different. It's not, like, they they don't have, like, the, the, at least the part that I always sat in when I went with my family. It doesn't have, like, the, the dressed up. Waiters, waiters yeah but it's like the same it's like a 50s theme oh, so and cool. you like sit in a car that's like not a real car and you have like a little not a real table car. in front of you <laughs> not a real car and there's like a screen and it plays old movies oh. and it's really fun but i have a really funny story okay that i remembered when i was watching this movie okay one time i, I was at disney world with um my family and it was just me my mom and my sister and we went to this restaurant and it's really dark in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was looking at the menu and I wasn't really looking at the menu. And the waiter <laughs> comes over and he's like, <laughs> he's taking orders. And I'm panicking because I can't, apparently I didn't have the confidence to say I would need another minute, please. <laughs> so what I did was I ordered the first thing that my eyes landed on and it was like this hot dog. It was like the gourmet hot dog platter. Like it was something so ridiculous. And it was so embarrassing. And he walked away. And I turned to my mom and I go, I don't want that. I don't know why I said that. And she had to call it back and be like, and she said it for me because I was so embarrassed. She was like, can you cancel the like hot dog whatever and put in this instead? It was oh so God. embarrassing. Oh my God. I just have to say that. Oh my god, thank you for sharing. That <laughs> is so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny, Skylar. <laughs> I'm glad you like that one. I really, because that's shit I would do. And I like, just like, yeah, I yeah. get it. I get it. It's just especially like so awkward and I didn't want to say anything. Especially because you're a vegetarian. It would make... Oh, I wasn't at the time. But, oh, okay. 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 But if I did that now, it would have been ten times funnier. <laughs> be so funny. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. Um, <laughs> since uh, Bruce Willis's character is mm-hmm. objectively the most interesting... Uh, yeah. And also the most attractive Yeah, why man. was Bruce... <laughs> I've never been attracted to Bruce Willis <laughs> in my neither. life. Me neither. But, like, the way 
He was dressed in this movie. <laughs> it's the jeans and the jacket. Those jeans with the white t-shirt yeah. tucked in. And that jacket fit him yeah. too well. Too good. Too good. Yeah. So, um, so I have a cute little anecdote about, um, you remember that monologue that, um, Christopher Walker, Walken, Chris, Christopher Walken? Yeah. Is that the, Christopher Walker? Yeah. It's Christopher Walken. The guy who like speaks with like weird intonation. Yeah. Okay. So he plays like a friend of Butch's dad or grandfather or whatever. Oh yes. 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 He gives that whole monologue about this gold watch that mm-hmm. his dad and him had to like hide up hide up their ass yeah. for like periods of time in history, right? It's supposed in World War II or whatever. Supposed to be funny. Um okay. In my freshman year of high school, in my theater one elective, <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember this when I was watching it. A senior who was also in another one of my classes. Um, we had to do monologues, and I did a monologue from Goodwill Hunting because I'm not like other girls. And um, right, you're really unique. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm a, I like movies about Boston, um, and so <laughs> I do like movies about Boston. <laughs> I actually do like movies. I actually about really Boston. do like <laughs> cool girls. <laughs> Cue the Q-Girl monologue, please. Cue the Q-Girl. So, so we had to do monologues. And he did um, the monologue from... The scene. What's this movie called? Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. (laughs) (laughs) He did a monologue from Pulp Fiction. He did it from the scene, the thing about, like, golden watch up your ass. And I remember watching it and being like, this is bad. And granted, he was just a senior trying to get, like, elective credits, but anyways, that hey, will that always Hey, that gave me secondhand embarrassment even thinking about it. Yeah, I know. Especially because, like, like, it for wasn't teacher? good. <laughs> I know, like, our teacher being like... It, I could picture if, like, one of the, like, if someone who did theater and, like, could yeah. get away with comedy, like, one of those comedy, yeah. you know, like, one of the comedy guys those in our school. Those comedic theater leads, all those he boys, you know. He could at least yeah. play it up. But like, like, he could do it correctly. Yeah. You could understand like, the nuance of the how it starts and then, and then when it kicks and, like, yeah. understand how to lead up to that. But That's anyways, another scene really that fun. I think Quentin Tarantino was like, that's so funny, and, like, put it in. <laughs> you, they'll then, never like, expect that huge <laughs> laugh listen, when he I says that. I was so freaking confused. It's like, who's this little boy? <laughs> who's this old man? Yeah. Yeah, you also. Why am I know. listening to this speech about a watch? And then you know yeah. it comes in later when Butch is like, "Where's my watch?" Yeah, his girlfriend. What's her name? Fabian. Okay. First of all, I think she's cute as a button. Oh, she I love is. her. I love her so much. Yeah. One thing that I have an issue with, which isn't her fault, it's Quentin's fault. But... I know exactly what you're gonna say. Okay. Oh well, there are two things. Okay. Okay. Well, say the first one. Say well, what I'm, you originally I'm gonna, thinking. I'm gonna say the first one that that doesn't need a long conversation. And then the second thing is going to be the first thing that happens chronologically in the movie, but okay. we'll save it. So the second thing that bothered me about Fabian was after Butch goes back to find his watch, kills a lot of people, does the thing with Marcellus, comes back, he's on that motorcycle, or mm-hmm. it's a chopper. Um, it's a chopper! <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he screams up to the motel room. He's like, we gotta go. We gotta mm-hmm. go, sweetie. 
forget the luggage. Like, we gotta go. Her outfit was fire when she Her came downstairs. Was so good. She comes down and and he's got blood all over his white tee. Yeah. And she's like, what happened to you? I was so worried. And he's like, I'll tell you, like, we gotta go. Like, it doesn't matter. We gotta go. And then she stands there and she starts crying. Yeah. She's infantilized. She's totally infantilized. And I was sitting there. I was like, N- un- no. I was like, wrong. I was like, absolutely not. No rational. I'm sorry. Skylar, may I ask mm. you? If you were on the run with your criminal fighter boyfriend and Ooh. he had to leave, okay, don't get too excited. <laughs> he had to leave. He came back. He's bloody, and he was telling you, "We have to go. We'll miss our train. No time for questions." Would you stand there and cry in front of this man instead of just getting on the back of the motorcycle and cry or continue to ask questions? Like you mean if I thought that there were like gangsters after him and that like he was gonna life- die and that he already almost died? It's obviously life or death, and. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably get on the motorcycle and, like, not... I probably wouldn't even stop to ask questions. I'd probably just be so happy that he came back when I thought he was only supposed to be gone for, like, 20 minutes. Right. Yeah, I... That that bothered me, too, that she was just, like, made to be so... Uh, Like a child. And I think this is, like, him fetishizing, like, foreign women. Totally. It felt like it. It really, it, it did, it did not sit with me right. I was like, this is kind of icky. Okay. It was icky. She's like made yeah. to be like a child. Like she just like some, like the way he was even talking to her, like in the other scenes when like some of them were like cute and like they had some good dialogue, but like he was like talking down to her all the time and like babying her. And that wasn't even like, sometimes he was just being sweet, but other times it was like, he was like parenting her. But, and I was yeah. like, she's a fully grown adult woman, like write her as one. Yeah, and even when he finds out that the watch wasn't there, Mm -hmm. and she's like, I think I packed it, but I don't Mm -hmm. remember. Mm -hmm. And he freaks out, and then he calms down, and he's like, it's okay, sweetie, honey, whatever, never never calling her by her name. That's why I literally Mm -hmm. didn't remember her name. Um, Like, it's okay. It's not your fault. Like, I didn't tell you how much it meant to me. Like, it's okay. It's not your fault. Mm -hmm. Which, like true if you if you really need something especially especially me i mean i'm i've got anxiety so everything's important to me but like why didn't he pack the night before though like himself (laughs) anyways (laughs) he was like it's okay it's not your fault and then it cuts to him driving back to the apartment he's like i told her about the watch and i'm like that's how a dad gets mad at their kid no literally not be upset in front of them and then goes and screams about it later upsetting now, Upsetting. the first yeah. thing that pissed me the fuck off I when think I watched this, this. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming home from the fight, and yeah. she's lying in bed. And um, she, what does she say? She says, how does she start it? How does she start it? I want to put belly. <laughs> if I yeah. had to put belly, I'd wear a t-shirt two sizes small to emphasize it. <laughs> she like want to be pregnant i was like is this her yeah right why don't we have kids 
it's not. Because then she's like, I wanted to, I'd be so cute with a little tummy. And then yeah. Bruce Willis is like, well, if your legs were as skinny as they are and your arms are so skinny and then like, and then like you just have a big belly. Like if you're all proportional except for you have this one thing. She's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then she's like, she's like, oh, he's, he says to her, men won't like it. And she's like. I don't care what men think. Which, mm-hmm. power to you, girl. If you yeah. want a tummy, get a tummy. But then she's like, it's funny how the things we that feel good are rarely the things that look good or whatever. And I, like, again, this is just, like, Quentin Tarantino, like, adding in these stupid parts of dialogue that aren't necessary and, like, putting in, like, he's, like, putting in his little commentary on the world and, like, thinking that makes it important. Yeah. Because the whole conversation was, like, difference they were sort of talking about like a pot belly versus a tummy Mm because bruce willis didn't get it because bruce willis as a man did not understand that sometimes women Women actually want pot bellies not tummies and it's ignorant of him what the fuck what what was that i don't know also we totally skipped what's the part with esmeralda why was she necessary why is that this woman (laughs) that's like "Mm, what does it feel like to kill like again just like why is he writing like foreign women like this it's just a sexualization of foreign women mm-hmm. it's just a way to make them sort of like fucking it's a little bit dehumanized well it's a little no, bit it dehumanizing is. The way. <laughs> yeah the only woman that really has any kind of substance is uh or at least context to her is uma thurman but then even mm-hmm. then she just like ods and is like the wife of a, a gangster or a drug yeah and her her storyline is not even relevant to the rest of the story. Like, I still, no, again, I do not understand. The, like, <laughs> I was following the part with John Travolta and her so intensely because it had been set up and then it was finally happening. I thought it was going to carry out into the rest of the movie and then it was just gone as oh, soon as it came. I know. So, For I what? don't know. For what? I don't know, but the whole, I, I really do wonder what Quentin thought that he was doing with the whole um, skinny girl wants a pot belly. Because it was written by a man. Yeah. Like, I, I, like you said, I don't get what he thought his purpose in that was. Like, again, and like, all these conversations between him. Like, I was reading about the movie before we started to watch it. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I don't really know anything about this movie. I don't know why people even like it so much. And, like, a lot of people were like, oh, the dialogue is so clever. And, like, there's so much, like meaning in the dialogue even the conversations between jules and um vincent me always wanting to call him john travolta vincent are like so irrelevant that i can hardly even pay attention to them and even when i did like they didn't seem that meaningful to me they didn't seem that introspective they didn't seem philosophical they were just they're just walk and talks it's just walk and talks it's it's like an episode of the west wing it's just a walk and talk that's all that it is the conversation about like um, they're walking in the apartment building. Talk about is is a foot is a foot massage like having yeah. sex with a woman? Is that really like cheating? It doesn't matter. It's not witty. It doesn't. It, it how's it important? It, it's not revolutionary. It's just a walk and talk. Because fi- like a film, like a meaningful film, like the films that are like nominated for awards are supposed to be movies that like give commentary on society the world on people they make you think and i think quentin 
Tarantino thought that <laughs> him writing in all these conversations was him adding meaning to this stupid violent movie. Yeah. When it wasn't, it was just like irrelevant. And the old, like you talking about the you were like talking about the foot massage one. At least that one was setting up a further Context. plot. Sure, yeah. But like not really because the foot massage doesn't come into play later no, in the even scene besides when she's like, like it didn't happen. So okay, shit. So we went okay, like so thirty minutes of this movie thinking like Marcellus is crazy. Like he like what does that say? Like, what's the message there? Don't hey guys, don't judge a book by its cover. And maybe even, that's the point. Maybe the point is that it's all pointless. Maybe. But I would I mean, respect that a little bit more. It doesn't even seem like it because then the other thematic sort of like speech and, and dialogue or monologue that is tied in at the end is Jules's Ezekiel verse that yeah. he says before murdering people, which I have to be honest, it mm-hmm. was said twice. Yeah. I don't remember what it said or what the meaning was or why it was It was been like, you will know I am the Lord. And something about justice? Doesn't he say that he doesn't even know what the meaning of it is? Like, he character? might have, but the thing is, is that this all happens at the, the loop in, the tie in from the burglars, burglar couple mm-hmm. at that restaurant. Jules and Vincent are at that restaurant after they come back from Jimmy's house and they're dressed up in like their cute. They're, honestly, their outfits. They're cute. <laughs> their outfits were kind of cute. Um, oh, yeah, cute on those, <laughs> those fully crown men. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I liked the vibe. But okay. they're in that diner, and and then the guy the guy and the girl are like, this is a robbery, and then Jules basically, like, talks him down. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie is, like, a 20-minute conversation of, like, Honey Bun just losing her mind. Inconsolable, just being crazy. Well, and like, then, all women are. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's the theme is that... Except for, okay, hold on. What female character doesn't, like, lose her mind in some way or another? Like, in this movie? Esmeralda. She's calm, yeah, Well, cool, Esmeralda's collective. in five seconds of this That's really movie. true, that's really true. And she's Every like, other woman is hysterical. what does it feel like to kill? <laughs> we said this movie was problematic. But it's just so crazy because when there are... Sorry, I'm just remembering a lot of, like, the racist terms that um, a lot of white people used in this film. Yeah. And you have Not to wonder. You have to wonder. Um, how much is he doing that for his art? And how much is it just his beliefs that mm-hmm. are just translating into it? Yeah, and how much of it is actually serving a purpose that is helpful to the people who are affected by those terms? Exactly. None of it. None of it. It's and when Vincent is in the room with uh like buying cocaine with that like mm-hmm. whoever that is. It's actually heroin that he was buying from him. Oh, okay, cool. But he also had cocaine. Did he not? So when Uma Thurman snorts it <gasps> she snorts heroin? She snorts heroin, which is why she has yeah, that's why he's shooting it up. It's heroin. Oh, I missed that. I thought she was just doing too much in one night. Nah, man. Because it's, like, instant. She was like, oh, my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Me finding that out? Okay, that's really funny. Um, I mean, it's not like it was that clear. Yeah, I just, true. like... But, but anyways... When... Again, stupid women. 
Can't even do their drugs right. Stupid drug addict woman. So so hopped up on drugs. Can't tell the difference between drugs that look almost exactly the same. Stupid so sexy, woman, but so, idiot. She's so sexy. Unbutton, unbutton all of her buttons in her shirt <laughs> when she overdoses just to get a good look at it for the big, big needle I need to put in her chest. <laughs> Get ready for big needle. <laughs> Wait, also, oh doesn't, my he, God. doesn't he drive, literally drive his car into the side of their house on his way? Oh, back? yeah. Because he I also mean, is on heroin. Like on his I way. mean, yeah, they were like on both on drugs. I think he was also like freaking out because he was going to well, get yeah. murdered if he didn't revive this woman yeah so uh, what else really i'm trying to remember what else really happened oh something it's just a little thing when Mm. uh going back to butch and his Mm storyline um when he does go back to his apartment and and he doesn't think anyone's in there he finds his watch immediately Mm -hmm. immediately he finds like he takes two steps in the door and like he sees his watch and you Well, think, he knew where it was. He kept saying, it's on the no, kangaroo besides the bed. Of course, of course, of course. But it's like, yeah. it did not take him that long to get it. Like, he, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't in, like, a far, whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, and he thinks the coast is clear. And so he's like, I'm going to make some toaster strudel. Oh, yeah. Now, again, Skylar, I don't know about you, but if this was a life mm-hmm. or death situation and you found the thing you needed to find, would you not just leave? I would. Immediately. I get that this is for comedy, but I would. I get it's, like, to, you know, advance the plot. He's like, woo, I think. Yeah. Woo, I'm all good. So then he's making the Pop-Tarts, and he looks to his left, and he sees, like, a big, like, a big machine gun. And he's like, oh, shit, there's someone else in there. So he takes it, and he points it at the bathroom where uh, Vincent is. Mm Mm-hmm. And he points it, and then, like, Vincent was, like, literally taking a crap. And then he opens the door and puts, like, 18 bullets in the sky. Yeah, he really and shoots And I up. half expected him to say, yippee ki motherfucker, because that's what Bruce Willis says in the Die Hard movies. And then I was like, oh, oh this is a Die Hard. <laughs> my bad. I was oh, like, I'm not watching Die Hard right now. I was like, why didn't you say yippee ki motherfucker? Like, that would have been a good moment to do that. And then I was like, wrong Something's character. missing in this scene. <laughs> like, what? I think why it's the yippee ki so anyways I just thought that was funny I was like I was there and I was like yelling at the screen I was like you are not alone just take it and leave but which again this scene just makes the Uma Thurman Vincent plot like that whole part then he's just dead he's just dead it's so irrelevant like not only is Mia no longer in any part of the movie but now the other person in that plot line is now dead yeah. So why did we get that giant scene of them at the diner if the only real important part from the beginning of the movie was them getting the briefcase, which circles back to the end, which, fine, at least that ties into it. But the Uma Thurman part is still irrelevant. <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess he, I don't know. I don't know. There's no answer. But do you have any guesses about what's in the briefcase? Because it's just like golden oh, light you know i like i know i probably should have been more curious about it but like don't I, care i don't know like what would it what, what would have been in there that which would have cared so much about and the robbers gold i was gonna say gold but that might be like, an obvious choice maybe I it's like a toe because quinta tarantino do you think it's a foot feet. wouldn't that be so funny if it was oh like my god feet 
It's just like a womanly foot. Yeah. Maybe there's like a toe ring. Maybe Maybe there's like a toe ring. So that's where all the gold, like golden lights, like the light reflecting. And so then when like the guy opened it, he could get a genuine reaction of like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think we, I think we got it. I think that's the, I think that's the meaning of the movie. Toes? Yeah. I'd agree. I think so. I don't I see any see... other... Exactly. <laughs> I was literally just going to say, <laughs> I can't find any other reasonable meaning to the movie. I, I genuinely, like, if, if, if we were in a film class right now and they asked me what the deeper <laughs> meaning of the movie was on, like, a test, I did not study Violence is fun and women are sexy. What do we say? Be sexy and do drugs. Be sexy, do drugs. That's um, all a woman has to do in this movie. That's it's really just so all upsetting. a woman has to do ever. So, um, I want to go through the little checklist I made for these movies. Oh, just, yeah, 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 Just yeah, to yeah, have yeah. a little bit of, like, a thread. Continuity. Continuity, yeah. Okay, so. My first question is, um... How is the treatment slash portrayal of women in this movie on a scale of one to ten? One being one being absolutely horrible, 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 bad, 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 and ten being like the best it's ever been in a movie. Um, it's not as bad as Wolf of Wall Street because at least like Uma Thurman and Fabian had like their own thoughts and like yeah, somewhat. I mean, Uma Thurman more, I think, than Fabian. Fabian was really just there to be like. She didn't exist outside of Butch. No, 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 no. But even then, like, Uma Thurman's character was not really. Like, again, she wasn't, like, relevant. She was just kind of there to be like, ooh, sexy woman. Hey, guys. Basically, like, she's a movie cover. Basically, a temptress. So, yeah. And then, like, again, we talked about how, like, there are, like. Well, Fabian is, like, in infantilized and like Esmeralda is like hyper fetishized and like made to be really strange and then you know Uma Thurman Uma Thurman is like this manic pixie dream girl yeah so I don't know maybe a three maybe a three okay does it pass the Bechtel test no no I don't think two again I don't think two (laughs) women have a conversation in this movie no they don't I don't think two women are even in a scene together that... No, they're not. No. Okay, cool. Great. That's a really Unless good one. Unless you count the bystanders... Who got that, shot. That got... That gets shot. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. And then she goes, I've been shot! And that's the <laughs> last you see of her. I know. Okay. Um, we already kind of talked about this. Is mm. this... Oh, oh. Is this movie on a must-watch movie list? It has to be. I bet it is. Oh, it is. It's it's on. I've seen it on must watch movie list before yep. Yep. because I've there's been a lot of points in my life where I've been like I feel like I haven't seen a lot of movies that everybody has seen and it, this is on every list and I Emily and I both took the same film class in high school and both we took it different semesters and both yeah. semesters every single guy in the class had Pulp Fiction on their list. Yep. Um, is it actually a must watch though? If it didn't have the reputation it did i would say no but maybe to understand curiosity relevance gets the best of you yeah but don't go into it thinking like i'm about to watch the best like a cinematic masterpiece with the best dialogue and the and the best scenes and 
There are some, like, things that have just become iconic over time, but that doesn't mean that they still hold merit and are still valuable and good. That was the other thing, too, is, like, the lines that were, like, iconic. Yeah. Which were really only the ones that were, like, said by, like, Jules in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I'd already heard a million times because people love to quote those stupid lines. And then when you actually hear it, you're like, this doesn't have the same impact because it's just been... Like, reduced, reused, recycle in, like, Redu- media. Sorry, <laughs> that's the only phrase that came to my head. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Also, sorry, this just came to my mind. That's John right. Travolta's hair in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Snape from Harry Potter. I know. Isn't that terrible? Just, terrible? like, a little bit more voluminous. I know. It I, was so embarrassing for him. Also, so, well, that funny you say that. Because this mm. movie, according to my mom, uh, was, like a movie that put John Travolta back on the map because it was so different than yeah. like um, Boogie Nights and Grease and wasn't he in that well, movie yeah, Bubble Boy or something like a boy <laughs> I swear to God I swear Skyler bubble John Travolta boy. was in a movie about a boy who had to live I'm in a bubble I'm gonna check you right now I swear he was really... it really called Bubble <laughs> it might have been called something else also, you calling Saturday Night Fever Boogie Nights? <laughs> oh my god, is that what that Night Fever, called? Night Fever. Oh my god. Why did What's I... Okay, okay he's in... Boogie, Boogie Nights no. is a movie. Okay, yeah, but it's Saturday Night Fever. So yeah, that's sorry. Honestly, it doesn't matter. Hey, cause... I don't see any movies called Bubble Boy here. <laughs> oh my god, you know what other movie he's in? That movie... About the talking dog <laughs> and the talking babies. What? It's called Look Who's Talking. Oh, I have never, I have never. But seen there's that. Look Who's Talking Two and Look Who's Talking Now. Okay, I kind of <laughs> like that movie. Bubble Boy. Okay, now I literally it. have to look up that movie. <laughs> John Travolta, boy in a bubble movie. Like I don't know. Okay, there is a movie called Bubble Boy. Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Oh, is it? No. It, there's no John Travolta in All this right. movie. All right. Well, who? Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no. Is this what you're thinking of? Um. No. Someone has to A coming-of-age comedy follows the life of Jimmy Livingston, a young boy born without immunities and raised in a manufactured world by his well-intentioned but misguided <laughs> Shit, mother. It might actually be that. <laughs> When he realizes he's in love with the girl next door, he has no choice but to build a mobile bubble suit and set off across the country to Niagara Falls. Okay, it might, it's probably that. So it might be this movie called Bubble Boy without John Travolta in it. Who's in it instead? Jake Gyllenhaal? Jake Gyllenhaal! I said it three times. I'm sorry. Wait, if it's not John Travolta, then who's in the movie? (laughs) Who's in the bubble? Who could possibly fill this role? Sorry, okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. My apologies. Let me get through this list. Okay. Is this movie satire, or is it not satire? It's not satire. Quentin Tarantino thinks he's an artist. You're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, my other question is, did Tarantino direct it? Yes, he did. Yes, he and I wish he did. most certainly did, and he wrote it. <laughs> okay, my last question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how outraged would a film bro be if you told him that you hadn't seen this movie? Oh, 11. More than Wolf of Wall Street. Correct. I, I think that's that's a correct assessment. They love it. <laughs> they love it so much.
Wait, genuinely? Do you think you had a favorite part of the movie? Um, I wouldn't say favorite part, but the part where I was most interested yeah. was, I, I did like the beginning of the scene with, at the diner with Uma Thurman and John Travolta. I thought they yeah. were actually, I think they did a good job acting with each other. Me too. I think their dialogue was actually pretty decent. Um, and then I did like the story with Butch and Fabian. I think that's where it started to get interesting. Yeah. Um, I hated the rest of it, so. I'd have, I'd have to agree. I do like a good comeback. I do like a good redemption, uh, Mm -hmm. scene. So I liked when Butch got free and, like, him and Marcellus were cool and I was like, thank God those guys guys are gonna get what they deserve. That's satisfying. That was the most satisfying part. Do I have a favorite? My favorite might just be Uma Thurman twisting and shouting on that stage. <laughs> I don't think any other part is really that good. So, Again, what was the purpose of that? <laughs> yeah, twisting a baby. Twisting a baby. Oh, yeah, your mom like, said this was a big step for John Travolta. He still twisted and shouted in this movie. <laughs> Not too far from the disco. <laughs> Or Greece, he might as well or have done the, this one. What's this? Name? Yeah, he's kind no, of can the see, same. Only you can see what I'm doing. This <laughs> you're like, you might as well have done this dance. It's like when you put your fist the on top of your jive. fist. The hand jive, yeah, yeah. Born to hand jive, baby. <gasps> Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, you guys, those are kind of our final thoughts on Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah. What? Okay, on a ranking list, we'll, let's end it with this. What would you put? I know we've only seen two of these movies, but... Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> how would you rank them? Like, first is the... Like, on a tier list, like, does this go above Wolf of Wall Street? Does it go below? What do you think? This goes above Wolf of Wall Street. Not by much. Yeah. Because, again, I do not like Quentin Tarantino, and I there's a lot of problems with this script. I think almost more so than Wolf of Wall Street. But this movie was more interesting than Wolf of Wall Street. It was more entertaining than Wolf of Wall Street. It was less repetitive. Yeah. Um, so I think it goes above it for me. What about you? I think that it is very, very, very slightly below Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. Only because in Wolf of Wall Street, I never felt sick to my stomach, anxiety, or disgust. Ooh, that's a really good point. And although... Both are very problematic, and the treatment of women is more excessively bad in Wolf Mm -hmm. of Wall Street. I still think that Margot Robbie's character was more complex than she one hundred percent three. The three of the only three women in this movie combined. Yeah, I think it's just the problem with ranking these movies is that they all. It's really just like they shall go dead last. Who, they shall yeah, be tied like, for who's last. Who's the least problematic? Yeah. Um. I mean, Quentin Tarantino. This movie is more problematic than Wolf of Wall Street. But yeah. like, if you were to take away everything that was offensive about this movie and like gross, I think it's a better story because Wolf. Oh, I definitely. just was so bored watching Wolf of Wall Street. I did not like oh, any part of that movie. It just was. Yeah. It was really. It was it's too much. It's a tough choice. It's a tough choice. But. But we're making so catch it tough. Twenty two. It really is. But we're working through it for you guys so that you don't ever have to we're watch the these movies. Work. Yeah, exactly. So, uh-huh. 
we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you guys like the series. Um, just, just for clarification, just a disclaimer, like, don't get offended. And also, we can, we can, we can uh, make fun of old white men for as long as we want to. Ever. Oh yeah. So, just saying. Um, like I said before, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. If you have anything you think we should talk about, let us know. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll literally answer anything on anything. Emily, what is our social media? Our social media is as follows. Our TikTok is Let's Talk About It Podcast. Our Instagram is Let's Talk About underscore it pod. Our Twitter is LTAI underscore pod. And that's all of our social media. And we're on Google, Apple, uh, Anchor, and Spotify. So yeah, head on over to our social media, give us a follow. We have a Q&A on TikTok. Mm. Um, so, and also our DMs are open. So we love it when you guys DM us. We love DMs. (laughs) Only for our supporters. Anyone else who has ill intentions of DMing (laughs) us is not welcome to DM us. You get it. There are creeps out there. We're anti-creep. 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 This is a no-creep zone. No-creep zone. Okay. All right, you guys. We will see you next week. Bye.